This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 20% off. They got everything from comic books to science sports memorabilia. Any major sport, they got it. Anything wrestling related, they got it. They ship worldwide. Best thing is they update daily, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Resident Evil... NBA Jam, Red Dead Redemption, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit legacysubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aids to muscle building, anything you need or want that makes you feel great and look great. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySupps.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. Takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs. Anything you need or want, it is literally there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the most important thing you should be doing to support the show, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined once again by a returning guest who is a sports journalist, an author, and an award-winning content creator whose work you may have seen on FanDuel, Basketball News, and Latino Rebels, to name just a few. My long-lost cousin, the media mercenary himself. That's right. Brian Fonseca. That's right, media mercenary. That's that's who we established that I am at this point, especially now. Because I, uh, I honestly, like, I don't even know what my work situation is going to look like by the end of the year. Who knows at this point? Uh, you know, we appreciate you for having me back. Always and always, always a always pleasure, good, my friend. Good to catch up. Yeah. yeah, no, it is good. And I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if we ever touched this in the past, but 
your foray into journalism and being like independent, so to speak, and being, you know, freelance, I don't know how you do it. Like, I'm not... Me neither. See, here's the thing. I don't like a nine-to-five job, but I like the security of having a nine-to-five, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay. So let me let me say this. Okay, okay. I'd like to have the security. If sure. somebody wants to provide me that security, I'm down. I'll listen. Well, the problem is the offers are disrespectful. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> like, my resume is my resume. Right, right. Okay? And, like, I, I just, I, I'm unconventional. Nobody could figure me out. I've had to navigate the industry in a very different way. Yeah, like, sure. I've been told, like, I'm too versatile. You That's know what I fuck, mean? Like, man. Yeah, I, I, like, the shit that I hear from people, like, you know, pe- like, you know, people, like, who have hiring power or um, connections, if you will, whatever sure. the case may be. Like, I've, I've heard a whole bunch of different shit. But, you know... Been trying to make it happen. Very unconventional. But look, if somebody if somebody wants to come with that that full time bread, I'm here and I will listen because I would like health insurance, uh, being that we're out of a pandemic. And uh, you know, I'm about to get this second booster uh sometime very, very soon. Okay, okay. But like, yeah, I, w- I would definitely like uh like some health insurance. That'd be nice. But other than that, you know, like we're 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 figuring it out. We're good. Okay, I, I, I got to know this because up here, healthcare is obviously free, as most people know around the world. Our all our our immunizations, all that shit is all free for us. Do you guys have to pay for your shots down there? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, no, that's good no, at least. No, no, like like uh, like COVID shot, no flu shot, no. Um, okay, I don't gotcha, even remember gotcha. other shots or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, like, nah, I, you just walk in, you need okay, ID, good. obviously, because they need to know you exist. Well, you know? <laughs> true, or that you're not coming in for, like, fucking ten of them or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like, nah, it's, it's not like that, it's cool. It's, it's, we got that part right, at least. We ain't got nothing else right damn near, but we got that part, at least. Yeah, there you go, baby steps, as this. <laughs> we can do, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you also write, you wrote a book and all that. Did you ever think of being like a full-time author if sort of you got sick of journalism or you didn't want to do it anymore? Funny. Um, like, yeah, actually, but I was okay. like, there's no way this is going to fucking make enough money. <laughs> well, not on one book. I'm saying eventually, like, you, you're like literally dropping two or three books a year or something, and that's like your full-time thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I... I would I would love to do half and half. Okay, but like then you know I, I just I don't know like that's the thing like I, I've asked myself all these questions, and I think that's right now um, I need to build myself up more uh, because you know people are like for for whatever reason for whatever reason people have just decided that like social media is everything. Yep. And I hate that fake numbers and all this bullshit. So I need to build myself up a little more from that perspective. My resume, sure. I don't need to like, I don't necessarily need a whole lot. Like that is what it is. And if you can't see that, that's on you. Like I have that level of confidence. Well, and that's what I don't understand. Okay. I could understand if you don't have the numbers and the resume or in my case, the numbers and legitimate people who have, who I've interviewed, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I've had people from the UFC, WWE, actors from movies, like big time comedians. But yeah, people only look at, oh, he's he's only in the thousands for followers. So, you know, we can't take him seriously. It's like, then what, how do you build? How do you, uh, it's, uh, it's like that whole, I don't know, man. 
It's fucking frustrating. I can do. I can do. When I say I can do a show about this, I can literally start a show and do a <laughs> weekly, shit. weekly episodes just ranting about this shit. <laughs> you know, and like I'll sound like a young curmudgeon. Oh but shit! Like I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do it. But ultimately, like I, I think everything happens for a reason. It's sure, like shit's just gonna. You know, like I've obviously been working very hard, and uh, I think some 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 goods uh, on the horizon. It's just when you're in the moment, you don't really see it, so you get impatient. That's true. And, you know, for some people, other things start happening. Um, for me, I've done a decent job of keeping it together, we'll say. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you. So, does that mean you're not going to drop a sequel to Hidalgo Heights, or...? I will at some okay, point, okay. but I need to get. I need to get some. I need to pay some bills first. Oh, God there you go. It. Fair I enough. I need to fucking. <laughs> you know, like the the second one, I like the second one. I actually like not. I, it's not done or anything like that, but the, it's sure. been worked on. Oh, okay. So you like yeah. I, it, it's been worked on. So I haven't together. looked at it in, in a while. Oh, because I've been so focused on. Well, I was very busy with work stuff earlier this year. Now I'm very busy trying to figure out. What Sure. Coming up next, you know. So that's 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 kind of what it is. And as I say that, I get a message on LinkedIn. How about that for for timing? Um, and a potentially encouraging one. Okay, maybe you know, like there you, you go. See, see? Like, you is, put look, it out there. Look, I, I, there's the social in terms of social media is Twitter and LinkedIn for me. Instagram okay. makes us value the wrong shit, and TikTok. I don't even know where to begin with that shit. It's like, great. Yeah, it's but cool, that's. But it's like I, I just. I, that's not something I could see myself. See, but that's the problem with. Immersed. No, I totally understand because I'm the same way. But you know how many views and eyeballs you're missing out. Everyone's on fucking TikTok. People, oh, I'm on it. Like, I'm on it. No, but I'm saying I, I like I, I'm not. I'm not doing any fucking dances. No, but it, not I'm even not doing that. Any of the challenges. Like, I'm not doing any of the. I'm just put. I'm just. I'm just working. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, don't you notice that you get more eyeballs on that app than you do versus all the other apps? For me, I get the most on Twitter, but I just have a bigger following on Twitter. Oh, okay. That's interesting, because usually the people I know that are on multiple, it's always TikTok is king, and they get, like, fucking into 50,000s. Meanwhile, on Twitter and Instagram, they have, like, a 1,000 followers or something. I have had, I don't even have that many. I don't even have 100 followers on TikTok yet. (laughs) Uh, because I, I I just started like actually like trying to experiment with sure. it and then I'll stop and then I'll st- so I got to be more consistent. With uh, it, yeah, that's what you have very, to do. Yeah, I'm usually very consistent with things, but okay, okay, okay. I have had some videos there do better there than on Instagram, for example. You know, Instagram's hard how- now, man. You, you got to have tits and ass on Instagram. That's all that sells yo, now. That, but the, I, yo, I joke about that shit, but the, that's that's what it is. It is. And it I'm is. Not, I don't like the beach. So that's work. I'm not going to be very successful on Instagram. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, oh, like shit. I just, I just, I just don't have that. Right. You know what I mean? No, I get like, it. Like, look, I work out. I am in shape. I fucking shadow box. I lift weights. There I do kettlebells yeah, and yeah. resistance bands. So you got to post like, that shit, bro. What's wrong that's with you? The thing. I don't want to. I like, know. <laughs> I'm the same way. You know? I, I can't. That's for- that's for you know maybe 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 when I move into a bigger spot. There you go. Maybe, but like maybe it's just like. But then, but then what happens? I get all the dude bros following me, and it's like, yo, <laughs> post your post your fitness stuff here, and it's like I'm not making a fucking fitness page, man. Oh my god. I'm not like. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. Come on, like, but that's that's what's gonna happen. So it's like, yeah, it's just I, 
we all figure it out at our own pace. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. And, and to be fair, to look, look, if, if you're listening to this and you feel bad about not having shit all figured out, I, I like honestly, it keeps changing. The world, the industries, it just keeps changing rapidly by the minute. So, like, we shouldn't shame people uh, for certain things. If they don't want to get into certain things, like whatever. Like I, we have Iron Eagle on our podcast a while back, and he doesn't have social media at all. Oh, now he's wow. Iron Eagle. He could get away with that shit. Sure. But he's like, yo, I just have no interest in showing you guys like <laughs> me having dinner with my wife. I Why get would it. you care? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we care about that stuff so much. Like I, I'd be on Instagram. I'd be like, I don't like all. You can see my algorithm for Instagram. It's now it's like all boxing videos. Sure. It's Pokemon. It's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> it's Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's basketball shit. Red Dead Redemption, because, oh boy, I played that shit for the first time uh, during the pandemic. The Red original? The first Red one. Red Dead 2. Oh! Red Dead, I, no, both, both. Okay. I played Red Dead 2 and then Red Dead 1. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Because we're going off on a tangent. No, go like, for it. Hey, you cover video games here. Of course I, I do. You. Come on. Listen, Red Dead, Red Dead 2. Okay. My brother's been trying to get me to play this game for a couple years. Sure. All right. Okay. okay. And I, at one point, I was just like, "Yo, bro, like, look at the PlayStation Store. That shit is fourteen dollars. Should I get it?" He looked at me like, "Are you fucking? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like." And I'm like, "Bro, but I don't like westerns like that." He's like, "Bro, it's different. You can literally set the KKK on fire in this game." <laughs> okay, like. <laughs> That's a good selling point. <laughs> but like, but the shit he would tell me is like westerns. You could do mad shit, whatever, whatever. What he should have told me, I tell uh, him this every day. Okay. What he should have told me is this is maybe the best story ever <laughs> in a video game. Like, fair it, enough. Like, I could see it being up there. Because you give me a great story, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Okay. My favorite video game series ever is Split to Cell. Right. All the stories are incredible. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You brought it up before. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Dead 2 story and Red Dead 1, but Red Dead 2 especially. Oh, my God. Serious? Oh, oh. you're... Okay, now now I got to intervene, my friend. I'm sorry. I was trying to stay quiet here. You're on fucking some serious crack. I don't know if it's because you played Part 2 before Part 1, but Part... Or, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 1. That one, oh, my God. To me, that was fantastic at the time, too, because back then there wasn't as many open worlds as there are now games. So, yeah. you know what I mean? And, again, you, you see it, and... I think part two, they went a little bit too far with the realism and the boring factor kicked into me and it was too long. I, I agree with you. The story was great, but we didn't need the epilogue. We didn't need the prologue. Like to me, that those two alone are the length of some fucking full-fledged games and you literally did nothing but fucking farm and sleep and shave. I do that in real life except for farming. Yo, Fuck so you. let me tell you, the first, there's two chapters of the epilogue. The first See? one, I didn't what need the f- the first one, I didn't need it. Okay. I, so I remember texting my boy. I'm like, yo, this is fucking boring. <laughs> See? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm literally just shoveling shit. Thank farming, you. Thank you. Arguing with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yep. Exactly. And, but the second part, where we get to see Sadie again, and all that shit, I, uh, the second part of the epilogue is great. Okay. Uh, it, it is long. Like I think, I think the Last of Us, also the Last of Us Two, they could have trimmed a couple hours off of that. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Red Dead Redemption, but in terms of a story, like they, they fucking like that. I became very invested in Arthur Morgan just as a character. Right. Um. To me, he's he's my favorite rock star. Um. Games 
protagonist. Really? I love Nico Bellic. I love Nico was good. Shit, yeah. John Marston. Nico's probably my favorite GTA one. Uh, but that's some of my New York bias. Like they came to my city and put Nico there. You know what I'm saying? No, mine was from uh, Vice City. Uh, Ray Liotta. Come on, man. Who played a better? Ray Liotta was oh. great. I also I think Tony Cipriani was underrated from the PSP uh, Liberty City. Oh, Stories. true. Uh, I like I like that one also. How about the kid uh, from Bully? There's a rock star game. The kid for you. from Bully. What was his name? Johnny? I have no fucking clue, man. Was it Johnny, I don't. Kid from Bully was good. I didn't play L.A. Noir. Uh, it was all right, but that character's really forgettable. Yeah, but yeah, we're 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 off on a crazy tangent. I hope I hope people I hope people enjoy that shit. But, oh, yeah. of course. Come I, on. Look, Red Dead Two is incredible. I already want to replay it, but You're slower, so, slower, just so I can do more shit. Just Not do to, the online the first then. Time, the first time, okay, so the first time I played it, okay. I kind of like got through it pretty fast because I wanted to finish the story. I was invested in the story and I was sure. like, I want to see where this goes. Okay, okay. On my second playthrough, I'm going to take it slower and just do more shit. You know, play some dominoes, whatever yeah. the case may be. Sure. Hunt. I was hunting a lot, actually. I, hunt, <laughs> I, I could skin a fucking deer <laughs> game and all this shit. It's great. Awesome. But, um, and, and I don't want, and I don't want Arthur, well, we're not going to spoil anything. Ah, it's been out for fuck. It's going to be a greatest hit soon. Go for it. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Spoil it away. I think you're the last one to play it, man. Come on. I don't want, I don't want Arthur to... I don't want, no, that's not true. But I don't want Arthur to die, so I'm going to take it slow. Oh, okay. And I hope that part three is also centered around... Uh, one, I, I'm sure John's son, Jack, is going to be Ooh. focal point. Good call. Because, like, you saw the end of Red Dead 1, which takes place after Red Dead 2. And yeah. He fucking looks like his dad finally. He didn't before. Then all of a sudden he did. I hope that it's centered around him and Sadie. And they're like, you know, a tag team of bouncy hunting, you know, loner motherfuckers. The last cowboys on earth type of shit. True. <laughs> and a Latino. We had mad cowboys back in the day, bro. You know what I mean? I that is so true. You know what? You know how many I people played, don't know that? I played the online. Okay. Uh, I, I read that online is not like popping right now. So like I, I don't get on it like that. I try and there's not this is not a lot to do. But I made I made a Puerto Rican cowboy. His name is Victor Vaquero. Vaquero means cowboy in Spanish. Of course. You know, like <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like that that's the name, whatever. Like, yeah, we out here. I want to be a bounty hunter, but like not right now. We should probably talk some NBA. Let's <laughs> do it, man. Let's get into some NBA talk because that's something you love to cover, that you cover a lot of, that you're invested in. And yeah. I love the NBA again. Uh, again, uh, kudos to you. Thanks to you for inviting me last year to the Fantasy League. And it got me right back in. And uh, last year was a bit off because of COVID and a lot of people. I don't. I think this year it's gung-ho. It's full force. You're going to get what you're going to get from each team. So, okay, how about this? Let's start off with this. What's one of your favorite stories going into this NBA season? One of my favorite stories. I just, I, I like that the league has legitimately a lot of questions in terms of who's going to do what. Like, gotcha. There was a time in the 2010s before COVID. Um, it felt kind of formulaic. Like at the end, we know it's going to be one of two, three, maybe four teams. Sure. Maybe there's a chance another one breaks through. Like, the end of that was the last year that we saw Golden State uh, in the finals, and then they played Toronto. Of course, before this past year where Golden State won the championship. Right. But even, go- even going into last year, it didn't feel like Golden State was a finals team in All that right. way. 
especially midway through the year where they started slumping. Steph had a shooting slump and Draymond was hurt. Yep. And then, you know, in the playoffs, it was like, yo, they, they really clicked. They figured it out. It, I feel like it's going to be a similar season where a lot of teams, you just don't know. No, I know. Philly is interesting. Like in the Eastern Conference alone, there's legit at least eight good teams. Like they'll finish above 500 good teams. Because no, you got, I agree. like, I can rattle up, like, you have, in no particular order, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Raptors, your Raptors are good, okay? Yep. I don't know how good, I don't know to what extent. I don't think they're winning a title, but, woo, they're, they're on their way to something very interesting. I think the Raptors are going to be one of the most enjoyable teams to watch. Um, Where was I? Atlanta. You think Atlanta is going to do something? No, I think Atlanta's good, but I also think that they can be in the play-in. You know, (laughs) because the East is pretty deep. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give that to you. You have Cleveland, because now they got Donovan Mitchell. That's seven. Chicago's interesting. I don't know how good they're going to be, because I don't think DeMar DeRose is going to do that again. But I think that they're at least a play-in team. Okay. So that's eight. I feel like I'm leaving. Oh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna. Do. You know what? That whole Atlantic division looks like they all could make it in. Like that's that's what's scary. That's the strongest division in the East for sure. Yeah, like, and the Knicks aren't bad. No, they're right? not. Like, that's they, what I'm they saying. They shouldn't be at least. Uh, Washington has some interesting role players. Yeah. I question. I question the Bradley Beal, Chris, Chris Porzingis Porzingis fit, but Catavius Caldwell Pope was a nice pick. Uh, not Catavius Caldwell Pope, but traded him. Will Barton was a nice pickup from that Catavius Caldwell Pope trade. Trade, yeah. Uh, Monty Morris. Who they got from Denver? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Too. They have Kyle Kuzma, who was really good last year. Rui Hachimura, like we'll see what he does going forward. I think they still have Daniel Gafford, who is quite good. Um, and we'll see what happens with Charlotte. They're an interesting team. I don't. I'm not expecting a ton. They lost Miles Bridges, but Lamelo Ball, third year. That's like, true. What's he going to do at this level, right? And they still have Terry Rozier, who I think is going to be an interesting like. Because Charlotte's probably not going to be that good. Right, right. Like Terry Rozier is going to be an interesting trade chip at some point this year. And then now people are watching all these Victor Wembanyama highlights. And it's like <laughs> some teams are going to be like, yo, wait. <laughs> why don't we not make the play-in? <laughs> why don't we try oh. that, you know? Like Scoot Henderson's supposed to be really good. Like so. And then in the Western Conference, I'm not as intrigued by the West, but I think the East is good. And you have some good young teams in the East. I forgot about two, the Detroit Pistons. Like, some people think that they can make the play in um, hmm. Kate Cunningham's second year. I That's think they're interesting. very interesting. They just traded for Boyan Blotanovich. Like, who knows? But, yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to look forward to around the league. No, most definitely. And, and we'll break it down. We'll go through each division and pick, I guess, our, our the division champs for the year and do it that way and then pick a Final Four towards the end. But, okay, how about this? What team has made the best moves to make them instantly better? It's hard to not go with Cleveland because they got okay. Donovan Mitchell. And, yeah, like, I think I think Minnesota has a case because they added Rudy Gobert, but I am not. That's um, what I was thinking, Minnesota, because I looked up and down and it was like, ooh, I, I, I thought, nah, man, they, they look good this year. I just don't have, I, I'm just not, I'm just not a Rudy Gobert guy. I'm just not. It is what it is. Okay, you know, fair enough. I, th- I think he's really good defensively, whatever the case may sure. be. But like the um, the nerds who try to say like he's one of the five most valuable players in the NBA. Oh like, no, I won't go that far. Like, fuck off. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Not off. even close. No, I'm sorry. You know, like 
Like we're not we're not doing that. But he's good. Yeah, he's very high level defender, one of the best rim protectors in the game. But get the fuck out of here with MVP candidate. No, um, wow. You know, like I don't even think he'll make first NBA team. Never mind. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Cleveland because they have Donovan Mitchell and you have. Okay. Four guys who are all star caliber. I don't think they're all going to be all stars. If they are, then shit, that's going to be interesting. But Darius Garland just made the all star team. Jared Allen just made the all star team. Yep. I think Jared Allen's like a fringe, like maybe he gets another all star game or two in his career. I don't think he's like a perennial all star type, but he okay. made an all star game. Yep. Darius Garland, I don't know if he's a perennial all star type, but that's kind of because he's really good, but also his position, he's a guard. It's, it's just harder as a guard, right? Yeah. Like, Jared Allen's pathway is partially like Bam Adebayo was hurt, <laughs> and there aren't a lot of centers just in the NBA like That's that. That's true. Right? I, think, I think he was an injury replacement, as a matter of fact. Um, and Darius Garland's really good. But, look, all-star level, and then Donovan Mitchell's been an all-star multiple times, and then you also have Evan Mobley, who's not an all-star yet, but whew, that's going to happen. It may, it may be a year away. It's probably a year away. Probably not this year. Sure. Especially now that it's going to be crowded there. But you have four dudes who are like all-star-ish level. And I think they're going to be pretty dangerous offensively and defensively on the interior as well. I have some questions about like, you know, because they still have Karis LeVert. They have like other guys on that team. Isaac Okoro, like they're good. Okay. And I think they upgraded a lot. I just don't, I don't know what they are yet. So I want to see how that plays out in terms of like, because there's a world where they're a top four team in the East. They were that before last. They were that last year before uh, you know the end of the season, and then they sure. fell apart. Uh, Jared Allen got hurt. We'll see what happens this year, but I think the Cavs is the answer to your question. Okay, how about this one? What team has made the best moves towards their future? <sighs> I mean, Utah's got a ton of picks now. That's what I was thinking. Um, you hit it right on the nose. Know, yeah, I know. They have a ton. Like, I don't see how it's not Utah. Like, usually for me, it's like you know, you trade for the players more than the picks because the picks you just don't know. But the question is for their future, and Utah traded their two stars and got a lot of picks back. It's Utah. And now I don't know what, what what's going to happen with that. Like, but Danny Ainge, obviously, you know, he's I give him a lot of shit. <laughs> he's a good GM. You know, he's a good uh, president of basketball operations. I think is his title now. Uh, he knows okay. what he's doing, and they're gonna re, they're gonna have a fun rebuild. They're not gonna really attract free agents, but you know, they're gonna be able to grow within. And that that's we'll see where they're at like three five years from now. But I think it's Utah. It's got to be Utah because of all the picks. Okay, so now you know. We're going to revisit this at the end of the season and see what we thought. So now, think carefully, my friend. Let's go with our divisional picks. Who do you think is going to be reigning champ of the Southwest Division? Okay, let me pull up. Let me pull up. Who is in what division, actually? Like, it switches <laughs> all the time like, now, I find, right? Don't they yeah, like, like, it's like, I feel like it's been the same for a little while now, but I think going division by division is smart. So let's see. In the Southwest, that's not the Southwest division. Hold on. <laughs> what sport are you pulling up? Fucking. <laughs> here we go. 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 Southwest. It's got to be Memphis. I fe- no, it doesn't have to be Memphis. It can be Dallas. 
This is tough. I, you know what? I'm going to say Dallas. Okay. I really liked what they did in the playoffs last year. And I also I, – I'm going to get to another team in that division in a second. I really like what Dallas did in the playoffs last year. And I think Luka, like, people have been trying to give him MVP for, like, two years. Right. Three years. I think this year is finally the year that it happens. Like, oh, he's the guy that I would put my money on. And I think in order to do that, Dallas would probably have to be, like, a top four team. Okay. So – I think, and Christian Wood, I mean, they're Dallas Mavericks fans pissed off about that addition already if you look at their preseason tweets. Hmm. I think he's he's interesting as a six-man. We'll see what that does. There's They have salaries. Like, there's a trade that they can make, too, to try to upgrade at some point. That's true. Um, I love Dorian Finney-Smith, and I love Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber. Like, they have some good role players. And we'll see what Tim Hart We'll see what Tim Hardaway Jr. does uh, when there's he's back and one. healthy. Yeah. So. For me, it's Dallas narrowly because I, I, Memphis is really good, but Jaron Jackson Jr.'s hurt again, and John Moran's health uh, is going to be interesting to watch sort of unfold. I always worry about him just because he's so explosive, and he's always in the air, and he's always contorting, yeah. and I'm just like, bro, please, just please don't get hurt. Um, but they have a good team. They established the culture. I think more people are going to be ready for them this year, so they're not going to sneak up on a lot of teams, but they're interesting. That's true, too. And I love, love the New Orleans Pelicans. Really? Love it. Yes. Okay. That's going to be my favorite team in the Western Conference to watch this year. Wow. I cannot wait really? for the Jose Alvarado, uh, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson small ball lineup that's going to close some games. And you still have interesting Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., and you have good players on that team. But I, I really think New Orleans is going to be feisty, interesting. They're going to be like maybe hmm. like a five, six seed. But okay, they're okay. Going to be good. All right, all right, Dallas. It is. Yeah, that would be my pick too. If held a gun to my head, I'm gonna I would... try to keep the explanations tighter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's great. It's just fantastic. I'd rather have that. Now, in my opinion, the hardest division in the West, the Pacific Division. Yeah, and for me, it's like it's hard to it's hard to not go with Golden State just because like I, vibes matter, man. And Phoenix right now, just like DeAndre Ayton, not really happy to be back despite what he's trying to say. And I feel like last year was kind of their shot. I think the the, the fall off is kind of inevitable with them. Sure, Chris Paul's entering year eighteen as a five eleven point guard. That's crazy. You know, uh, so we'll see. But I, 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 safe bet, I'll just Golden State. I, look, I like James Wiseman, right? Sure. I like Jonathan Kaminga going into another season. Like, they have some young guys that are going to be very interesting moving forward. Um, and I just don't think – I just don't think the Lakers are, like, going to win this division. I don't think they're going to be bad, but, I, I mean, they might be. I don't know. <laughs> right? I still and think they're going to pull off some kind of crazy trade. Yeah, and then the Clippers, for me, it's like, I think they can be really, really good because Kawhi's back or whatever. But we both know Kawhi's going to play like 60, 55 games. That's Paul true. George has been banged up recently, like yeah. the last few years. So I, I think they're more of a playoff team. Like, they'll be they'll be tough in April. But as far as the regular season, I don't think they're going to finish like with the best record or anything. They'll probably be like a four seed or a three seed that nobody will want to play. So... I give that division to Golden State because I could see Golden State finishing with like a top two, two, three record in the West. How many years do you think the core of Golden State could keep up? 
Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like, when do you think it's going to start to fade? Like, everyone's been waiting for LeBron to fade, and motherfuckers just had a, a fantastic pregame, I mean, a preseason game with only, like, what was it, 12 minutes and got over 20 points. It's like, what the fuck? Like, everyone's waiting for that to happen, and it's like, this man's not slowing down. So what do you think is going to happen with Golden State? Well, if Draymond Green keeps trying to fight Jordan Poole, that shit might end this year. Oh, fuck. You know? Like... <laughs> there it is. So... Uh, I don't know how much. I don't know. I don't know how much longer. I don't. Because I, I, everyone I wrote him off last year. They thought that was the year that that's it. This is done. They're going into the twilight seasons, and you know they're going to ride off into the sunset. But that's no, what I, I, I didn't think they were going to win a title. I don't think they're going to win the title this year. But Watch. Damn, we might play this back, and then you know <laughs> we'll see. What back to back. <laughs> but for now, I feel safe saying that they're not going to win another title with that core for now. Okay. Kind of, sort of. But then I also very much, again, I like James Wiseman. I like Jonathan Kaminga. Their front office is ballsy, and they're going to take chances. They're going to pay. They're going to open their checkbooks, and that's part of the battle, too. True. Uh, I think if shit really went down with Draymond, they could try to flip him for nothing, but try to flip him if they wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I don't know. But I, for this year, I will say that I don't think they're going to – I'll take the field over Golden State to win the title. I'll take the other 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, like, I was going back and forth all day with this one, but it's like, okay, I want to go with the Clippers, but like you said, Kawhi is not going to play the full season, and I don't think they have the supporting cast to pull. Yeah, they're going to be playoff bound, I think, but I don't think they'll yeah. be, like, division champs. And the Lakers, same thing. It's all what ifs. It's like, what if they do trade Westbrook and get a lot of good shit in return early on so they could still win the division, but then I'm scared they're going to do that mid season and then you know they're not going to win the division so golden state is the easiest bet but you know what i'll just and they're go not going to get a lot back and the lakers are not see they, that now, look if they could do westbrook and a first or two and like the indian the indiana trade we've been talking about for yeah however many months they should do get buddy healed and get miles turner trade westbrook and picks like if they do that i still don't think they're going to win a division i think they'll be a much better team though Fair enough. Okay, so you know what? I'm just going to go with Golden State because that's the fair and easy one. And that's about it on my end. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, go. I'm, I'm right with you. Yeah. Northwest. This one's interesting. This one is Denver for me. Okay. Um, I, I think Minnesota's going to be better. I don't think they're going to... Like, Denver is interesting. I, I'm not as big of a Michael Porter Jr. guy as other people, okay. but it's indisputably like how much having him as an option helps Jamal Murray, who's back. Like, they have two guys coming back who are, like, we talk about all-star caliber guys. Like, both of them can be all-stars, right? Oh, for sure. Um, and I think I think Jamal Murray this year can do that. Michael Porter Jr., uh, it, look, it's going to be tough for both of them because of the positions they play. But they have Nikola Jokic, who is arguably the best player on the planet. It's He's probably second to, like, Giannis at this point. And... They just have a good team. Like, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Aaron Gordon, those those are excellent glue guys to have around the big three that we're talking about in Denver. Like, that starting five is maybe the best starting five in the league if healthy. I That's crazy. So. You know what I mean? So, it's Jamal Murray, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic. That's insane. Um, that we'll see what their bench five. does. But it, to me, it's Denver and then Minnesota and then for for Damian Lillard's sake, Portland better be third in that division. Oof, Portland is rough too. I don't know. Like, 
And yeah, for me, same thing, Denver, Minnesota. But I'm going to go with Minnesota pulling it off. I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're going to gel together and that defense looks nice and solid. And in this week division, other than dealing with Denver, I think they might be able to pull it off. That's a good pick, though, because like I think this year, like so this is a big question as it relates to fantasy basketball. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns, what kind of season is he going to have? And he already talked about, like, there was some illness that caused him to lose weight. And he oh, dropped shit. Weight right before the season. So it's like, that's interesting. Okay. But I also think in year three, certain guys figure it out as stars. And this probably is the year that the offense sort of turns over to Anthony Edwards. Sure. Especially because Rudy Gobert is going to be occupying that center position with Carl Anthony Towns also occupying that, you know, center position. Like, they're going to be playing together, and that means Carl Anthony Towns is going to be shooting more, whatever the case may be. I think if Anthony Edwards hits, you know, a good three-point, 37% from three, 38, whatever the case may be, but if he if he hits enough jumpers consistently, I think Anthony Edwards, is, this is going to be his offense, and he'll make an all-star team. He'll probably average 25-plus if, if that's the case, if he hits enough jumpers. And they still have D'Angelo Russell. Right, like they they're they're a talented team, so I don't think that's yeah. a bad pick at all. No, beautiful. All right, that's the West. Let's slip into the East now, which I'm more familiar with again being a Raptors fan. But let's start with the Southeast, which to me is the easiest pick. I don't even know if we have to talk in length about it. Miami agreed. Yeah, it's this the Miami Heat. They're they're like they're, and obviously I'm very familiar with them because they're one of the teams I follow the closest. There you go. Everyone, everyone's like they don't like they have them fifth and sixth and some people seventh and they just always figure out a way to outperform expectations. Um, I have questions about like Kyle Lowry's next uh, Kyle Lowry season that he's going to have. Like I what's going to happen there? That's a big what if. What the kind of step Tyler Hero takes? Uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And, like, just how they're going to gel. Like, I have questions, but they also have the best coach in the league. And I think that when you look at the rest of that division, I mean, it's them or Atlanta. And I think I, I feel good about them being better than Atlanta in the regular season. I think so, too. Yeah, that, like I said, that's a no-brainer. I, like, you hit it right on the nose. My thing is Lowry and how, well, Oladipo came back all right at, towards the end of last season. But, again, is, is he going to play the full season? Is he going to be, like, you know what I mean? That To me, those are the two question marks. That's a good point because with Oladipo, this is also his first off season, first full off season. Ah, he just got true. healthy, true, in, true, in years. So, and Ethan Skolnick has said this, and I do some work with him on Five Reasons Sports. The two names that he's heard a lot in terms of who's made leaps in the off season: Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. There you go. So, so maybe it's not a what if know. after all, but it's still yeah, so. You're always weary when guys come back. You, you know what I mean? Like I said, he did play last season, but that, to me, last season is like the season before. The COVID seasons don't count. This, to me, this is the first real <laughs> season post-COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, and th- they have the pedigree of just being it. Like, they did it last year. They they, they just figured it out. The one year that they didn't uh, was this was the, the first full season of COVID, and <laughs> they were in the bubble seven weeks playing for an NBA championship before training camp started Jeez. for the following season. See? Them, the Lakers, the, the the Nuggets, and Celtics played deepest into the bubble, and they were all cooked that yep. next season because they didn't have time to recover after all that playoff basketball. So, no, yeah, shortest off season in NBA history. That's I st- yeah, uh, yeah. All right, the Central, my friend. This one, I don't know. To me, there's a lot of what ifs too. Like Milwaukee, uh, 
are they still going to be as powerful as they were? Like you said, Detroit's up and coming. Cleveland looks good. Chicago, same thing. They have the mix of the older generation and the younger. Is DeRozan still going to be in top form, or is this going to be the year where we see him slide too, right? It's tough because I, I think you could look at Chicago and be like, yo, is there a world where they fall to fourth after Detroit, if Detroit really like Oof. steps it up? Like Chicago, we already know. We already don't know if we're going to see Lonzo Ball this season. That's a big loss. That right? is, of course. And Zach Levine has struggled with his injuries in recent years. That's we'll true see too. what happens with Demar. So, for me, it's a, it's a two team race. It's between the Cavs and the Bucks, and I don't just as, as as much as I think the Cavs have high potential. I just can't put them ahead of the Bucks. Like I just don't have that kind of courage. I do think like there there's a there's a world where the Bucks because Chris Middleton's already injured. Okay, we already know that he's going to miss some time. Yeah. Drew Holiday is entering year 13, 14, actually, I think. 14, because he was in the 2009 draft. Right. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's one of these dudes where it's like, he's been almost too healthy. Oh. And you hope that, and you hope that he stays that way. Sure. God, I love watching him play, but like, I feel like the NBA has been coming for everybody lately. Like, every single player has been getting hurt at some point. Uh, you know, Jokic and Giannis are the ones that, like, they've just been rock solid, healthy. They also just played Eurobasket before the season started. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see how that sort of manifests itself. If they're healthy, shit, those two teams could be in the finals. But I just hope, I just hope Giannis is, you know, getting in ice tubs, taking real good care of himself. <laughs> Because this is going to be a tough season, but like I, I, I'm for me, it's still Milwaukee. I don't, I don't see Cleveland sort of surpassing them in the regular season yet. No, I agree. I'll go with Milwaukee on that one too. In the end, it was a pretty easy one, but the hardest division in the East again. Yeah, everyone knows who I'm going to go with, and I'll run down why. But let me hear it. Who do you honestly think is going to take this one? Because again, a lot of question marks. You got Philly, you got Brooklyn. Again, you said the Knicks, if they all gel, like all these teams, Celtics, you know, they just picked up Griffin. I know he's towards his tail end, but it's like even before Griffin, they still had an amazing team. So I don't know, man. It's weird because like, okay, the Knicks are out. They're fifth. Okay. There you go. Easy. The Raptors should be fourth. However, I think I don't think the Raptors are going to win this division. Okay. I do think they're like I can't pick them to be first ahead of all of Brooklyn, Boston, and Philly. Okay, I can, however, make a case that they could finish ahead of any of those teams, which is different. I, I feel like they can have a better regular season than any of those teams. Not all of them, but any of them. Sure. So I could I think they could find themselves in the top three because Scotty so. Bar- Scotty Barnes, bro. Like, whoo! He's gonna I, have a like, nice season this year. Ooh! I, I love Fred VanVleet. He's one of my favorite players in the league. There's um, another one. He's still gonna be to part. And here's the here's this is the icing on the cake. If you heard Sayakam, he's he wants this to be another All Star season when he was back in form before everyone started throwing him to the side again. And it's like I don't know, man. Again, but it's different for me in Toronto because you hear the hype and you hear everything, so you, you get behind the train. But I don't know. I think he's going to have a big season this year. You still have OG Ananobi. There's another one. You have an, you have Gary Trent Jr. You signed Otto Porter, which I thought was a that was a, a good sign. Good signing. Boucher's another what, one. Like, like in terms of just re- like impressive Sachua, like he had an interesting season last yeah. year, and I, I like and I think look in terms of player development, Miami and Toronto, two of the best in the league. I, I think, think so. 
I think they're heads and shoulders above a lot of other teams. Most other teams in the league. Um, I believe they re-signed Chris Boucher yeah. also. I think but, he's back. Yeah. And I don't know what Delano Banton's going to do, but he's one of the most interesting players. He is. Like, in the league to me, damn near. Just because, like, I, I really liked him a lot in college. Just as a big, okay, big point guard, like a guy who can run point at 6'9". Um, I don't want to use the lazy Sean Livingston comparison, but that's been thrown out there. You know what? That is a good comparison. I never thought of that. You're right. I think he can be like a legit rotation player. Oh yeah. So I think this year, like we can potentially see that, especially if it's, if you're talking about like him or like Malachi Flynn as a backup point guard. I don't know. I still don't have any confidence in Flynn. That's I think what, so two things that the Raptors are missing, a good backup point guard and an, another all-star caliber player. And that, that's why I wonder if it can be Delano Banton. But look, this is a good team. You feel like they're like a piece away, right? But they're yeah. they're a very interesting team. But to me, it, it comes down to because I just don't trust the Nets to be consistent. Kyrie will find another reason to <laughs> like people. People will say, "Oh, but the vaccine stuff is is no longer a thing because right. Kyrie would, he'll find another reason to miss some games." He also is injury prone. Okay, there was a stretch where he didn't finish four of six seasons due to injury. That's a crazy stat. Or something like that. Like, Because remember, he got hurt with the Cavs one year. He got hurt with the Celtics one year. That's then he played like right. shit with the Celtics one year in the playoffs. And he got hurt with the Nets yep. that first year. Then he got hurt with the Nets the next year. <laughs> like, you know, like, it just, it just, it just, ha- and I'm not even like trying to say it like to be funny, but like. No, he's one of those guys. you even. Before you even get into all the other, before you even get into like, yo, he posted Alex Jones on this Instagram story, who was apparently his business partner at one point. That's fucked. Um, before you get into all that shit, <laughs> it's like he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he has since college, because he didn't even play at Duke that much. He didn't even play that many games. So, you know, he's in his early thirties. We'll see what happens. Kevin Durant post Achilles. I was saying he'll get to get hurt last year. Um, and because like, yo, post Achilles, people were like, oh, if he's healthy the whole year, I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro, nobody's healthy the whole year. Like, I, and people Sorry. are saying you can't predict injuries. You got to predict if healthy. And then it's like, no, nobody, everyone gets hurt and misses time. So you have to account for that. Do I think Ben Simmons is going to play more than 65 games or something like that this year? Probably not. If he does great for him, honestly, kudos. Yeah. Of course. Bad back. And he says mental health issues. You know, um, no comment. But, like, he's been out of basketball for a long time. It's true. So, if he plays a certain amount of games, I'd be shocked. But ultimately, for for the division, like, this is, this will kind of feel like the 2021... No, the 2020-2021 season where, like, Philly can win the division. Yep. But then just get embarrassed in the playoffs again. So, let's go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Because Boston's Ooh. weird. Like, they're really good, but they, they already lost to Nilo Gautinari. I have some questions about how thin they are. Robert Williams is probably good. I've, you know, he might have shortened his career by, by, by uh, you know, with the whole meniscus thing and just shaving it off sure. and trying to play through it. And, man, I hope that he's going to be okay. But, like, whew, like that's going to be a tough one to get through. And then Al Horford's going to be in year 16. Yeah, but and, they still have you know, Tatum, and, and, though, and right? Tatum's a monster. Ime Udoka, because Ime Udoka is doing whatever. He, we still don't even know like the full details of that. 
True. So I'll just roll with Philly for the regular season, but I also think they're going to flame out in the playoffs because they're Philadelphia. And they've done that throughout my entire life, uh, except for one Allen Iverson year. So until they prove otherwise, that's that's sort of my, my book on them. Well, I have to go with the Raptors because I have to go with my heart, obviously. You should. Look, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. <laughs> but I really do, My brain is saying no. It's like, honestly, like I think... They're my favorite team in that division. In terms of the teams, in terms of teams, I'm looking forward to playing the most. It's the Raptors in that division. It's the Raptors. Let, let's hope it happens. But realistically, I think to me, it's been going back and forth with like Boston or Philly. I think Tatum and or Embiid are going to have monster seasons, MVP type caliber seasons for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it all depends what everyone else around them does. So to me, yeah. you know what? I'll go with oh, fuck, man. I just I think Embiid's going to win MVP. I really do this year. I really honestly think he's going to fucking destroy everything. And fuck, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Toronto, but my brain says Philly. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Now it's going to get hard. Now I, don't know what, now I don't know what to do. The divisions was easy. Now from here? Oh, God. No, I'll, I'll make it easy for you. The final four. Who is going to be the two in the east, the two in the west? All right, let's go to the west first. Let's go to the west first. The problem with this is with with Denver, they're like a question mark because they have all the – like with Denver, they're getting guys back. With the Clippers, they're getting guys back. With uh, Golden State, I just don't know. With Phoenix, it's like I don't – their chemistry, <laughs> like what's that going to look like? Is Memphis really ready? They should they're, – they're maybe a trendy pick, but are they really ready? I don't believe in Minnesota like that. I love the Pelicans, but not that much. Um – it's hard. I know the West, I think, is harder than the East to predict this year. I'm going to put... If I hope Luka Doncic stays healthy, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to put Dallas in the Final Four in the West. So I'm going to okay. put Dallas in the Final Four in general for the NBA. The last two in the West. I'll put Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, okay. Again. Sure. And I'll put... I will put the Clippers. You know what? I'll put the Clippers. Shit. I think. I think. I think. I think I'll put the Clippers. They'll be like, they won't even be the top two seeds. I think the Clippers will be like fourth. I think Dallas will be like third, maybe even second. And you know, the Clippers will knock off the top seed. And then, I mean, uh, the Dallas will knock off the top. No, the Clippers. I said it right. The Clippers yeah. will knock off the top seed, and then Dallas will knock off whoever. Like, yeah, I think we're gonna get there. It won't be one and two though, but I think. I'm going to go with Dallas and the Clippers. Fair enough. Okay. Mine for the West? Simple. I'll keep it in the same division. Minnesota versus Denver. Yeah, look, that's a – honestly, that's a really good – like Denver's another team I've been thinking of because I just talked up their starting five. But I also have questions defensively about what they're going to do in the playoffs because their best three players are really inter- are really great together on offense. But, man, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop people. <laughs> Well, I think I think Denver will have an easier route. Where this is my mentality, where Minnesota is going to have the harder route, and then yeah, then I think Minnesota will will end up going to the final. I don't know. I'm big on I'm very big on Minnesota this year. I don't know why. I also and I also love Tyron Lue as a coach. So he's I think he's going to get a lot out of that Clippers team, and I think Kawhi will be healthy enough. Healthy enough. Uh, he'll be healthy when it matters. Is what I'm banking on. Like, oh, Kawhi, that's there fair. are some guys. There are some guys in the NBA where it's like you know they're going to play 60, 65 games only in the in the regular season. Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, whatever. But when the games matter, Playoff they're time. there. 
they're generally there. And we saw we saw that with Jimmy Butler last year in the playoffs. We saw that with Ka- Kawhi Leonard before last year in the playoffs. Um, and obviously there in Toronto, you know, before he got hurt with the Clippers in the playoffs. But we saw that multiple times. That year that he was with the Raptors, he missed a bunch of games, 20, 22 games, whatever it was. And in the playoffs, he was the best guy in the NBA, See? basically. All right, what about the East, my friend? This is, <laughs> I was stalling for a reason. Like A lot of teams have a case. Boston just won the East. They have a case. Philly, they got better. They added P.J. Tucker. They added Daniel House. Like, But they're also the Philadelphia 76ers, and shit just be happening to them. And I, I, I don't trust James Harden. That's a team that's tough to bank on if healthy. Okay. James Harden, Joel Embiid, P.J. Tucker. Like, how much longer is P.J. Tucker going to, like, I know. be impactful in that way, right? Um, and Tyrese Maxey, how good is he really? And how good is he going to be allowed to be with James Harden controlling the pace and that's, that's like true. all that other shit, right? I don't know. Brooklyn is a super wild card. I'm just not betting on them. They're out. Uh, Toronto, I don't think is quite there yet. But thinking about it, like, would it really shock me? It was, it was kind of shock me. It would kind of shock me if they're in the final four. I think they could win a playoff series, though. Um, I, the Cavs, I don't think they're quite there yet. Win a playoff series first. Milwaukee's all reliable, right? Like, you can bank on them easily. That's a good one, too, yeah. I don't think Atlanta's quite there. And then Miami. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> My, <laughs> Miami's really interesting because, like, oh. here's my thing with Miami. I think their season could very much go one of two different, like, extremes. Okay. I think they can't afford a slow start. True. They can't afford bad vibes because then it's going to get very weird. They they cannot be under five. They cannot be like five hundred after their first twenty games. I don't know if they could afford that. Right. Um. I also think they could overplay expectations. We look up, they're fourteen and six, fifteen and five, whooping ass, and then at the end of the year, they find themselves near the top of the standings again. And and more than most other teams in the league, I could see them swinging a big trade, uh, a meaningful trade, not like a whale trade. Right, but there's been talk about can they flip Duncan Robinson for Tory Craig and Jay Crowder? Oh, and that is something that could help them exponentially because God damn it, they need a power forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, and and we saw what Jay Crowder did last time. He helped get them to the finals. Right, right when he when he was a fit there. So like, they're gonna figure out something. Kyle Lowry's contract is big. If Kyle Lowry doesn't play well enough, like they can figure out. Like, there's gonna be. There's going to be teams trying to get Victor Wenbanyama that Miami mm. can take advantage of. <laughs> True. You know, like, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. So they're a wild card for me. I don't think it's presently constructed. I think they're like a round away. Um, but they, but also, we're not doing as presently constructed. We're also banking on them potentially making a trade, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to go. This is very difficult. I'm just gonna go with. I'm just. I'm just. This is gonna be boring. But I'm gonna go with just two organizations I trust to do something mid-season and be relatively healthy. And I'll just go with Miami and Milwaukee. Oh wow. Okay. Mine's totally different. I'm going with Boston and Toronto. (laughs) Well, Boston's Boston's a good one. It's just oh man, Robert Williams. I just that knee. It really concerns me. Again, um, I think Tatum's going to have a monster season, and he, he has the good supporting cast. And yeah, I, minus who you just mentioned, it's like it looks good. Like you know what I mean? Like 
I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's just hard to go to the finals back to back years. And what I'm also doing is like I can see Milwaukee. But hungry. Yeah, I can see Milwaukee winning the East. Mm. Like in terms of, in terms of being the one seed, and then I can see Miami being like. I think they're going to be like four or five. I could see them being like three though, because okay. I thought they're going to be three seed last year. They won the whole thing. I'm just going with organizations I trust, but I, I'm I'm also with the caveat that. As presently constructed, I don't I don't think Miami I think they're gonna need to make some sort of move. So it has to be like Miami with the move. They don't do shit, which would surprise the hell out of me because Pat Riley is damn near eighty. He ain't trying to wait around for shit. Right. Um if they don't do shit, then yeah, yeah. Like Celtics, I'll start looking at the Sixers, I'll start looking at. Um and I wanna I wanna put the Sixers there, but man, yeah, that me organization too. that organization has just got some juju, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's so yeah i know it's one of those organizations it's so true that you always see like even back in the to me when i used to love basketball when iverson was there and shit how many years did they thought they were going to take home a championship and look right they only got to the finals once they see might that? have got to the conference finals another time the other thing and again with miami i want to reiterate i think if they can fuck around and find themselves in the play in if if the if the vibes are just off mm. right because they're, they're they, they they don't have that sort of top end like but I think Tyler Heroes could potentially have a big year. So, like, because he's been training very hard, and I'm not like the biggest Tyler Hero guy. Like the way my some, he's very polarizing, very very polarizing. Uh, I'm neutral on him. I think he's really good. I also don't think he's, uh, you know, the next amazing white NBA player, <laughs> a white American NBA player. Uh, you know what I mean? No, I feel I like he, he says he thinks that because he he thinks that being white is why he's polarizing. Seriously, which I think. I think there's something to that because he's white with swagger. It's a different kind of white boy. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, <laughs> if you say so, man. You know, he's the most, <laughs> shit, shit. Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. They wanted to kick his ass because he didn't go to Wisconsin. He ended up going to Kentucky. You know. Um. Yeah, I'll just roll with those two organizations for now. I don't feel no, great about it though. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, like I said, we'll we'll circle back. We'll see how close we were. We might be off. We might be completely there. But okay, before we get to the worst story of the weekend, we wrap this up. I don't want to do all the awards that are going to be given out individually. I want to do my top three. Let's do MVP, Defensive Player, and Coach of the Year. Who do you think are going to take the home those three categories? Luka Doncic for MVP. Okay. Joel Embiid is the other guy that I'm like. Hmm, yep. That's very interesting. I just trust Luca's health a little bit more, but Joel Embiid has been healthy these last couple seasons for the most part. Okay. Um, you said Defensive Player of the Year was the next one? Yeah. Bam. Bam out of bio. Oh, that's a year. good one. I think this is the year he does it. I think he should have gotten it last year. I think he really had a case the year before as well. Like, I think I think that what he needs to start getting more recognition for his defense, and I think he kind of is, mostly okay. on the internet. Sure. I think... I think this year, like, it'll translate more as long as they win games. Again, if they get the bad vibes and they fall, like, it's not going to happen. But if they're overachieving top three seed for most of the year, I think that'll give him what he what he needs uh, from a narrative standpoint. And the reason why I bring up the narrative is because these awards are voted on. It's not about who's actually the best. I know. Whatever, That's you know? what's crazy. So, but I think he's pound for pound the best defensive player in the league the most versatile defensive player in the league. So I think I think he's due for one. And now the coach of the year. Tyron Lue. Let's go with Tyron Lue. Okay. All right. I think I think Tyron Lue. I think the Clippers again, I think I think I think uh 
and I don't even think because they'll have like a kick-ass regular season, I think it'll make like they'll have a good record. They'll have a top four, top three regular season team. But I also think it's because Kawhi will miss games, Paul George will miss games, and they'll still be winning games. And I think that's going to matter. That's why Eric Spoelstra nearly won it last year. Fair enough. So I think I, I'm going to go with Tyron Lue there. My picks are going to be totally off the wall, and your jaw is going to drop, my friend. Let's go. I don't Let's know. Go. I have these gut feelings. Let's okay. Go. MVP, I'm going with Tatum. Okay. Look, it's a, I, I love that pick. That's probably, that would probably be my third choice, honestly, after Embiid and Doncic. Defense, I'm going with Embiid. I think he he's another one that he can be due for a Defensive Player of the Year award also. And now the theme for me this year. Coach, I'm going with Chris Finch from Minnesota. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Nick Nurse. <laughs> well, again, my heart says Nick Nurse, but... Yeah. But everyone knows the Raptors are going to do something, so it's not going to be a surprise. I think, I don't know, man, like if everything gels well and, you know, Minnesota makes it far, I think Finch will get a lot of pats on the back for it. I think to swing the narrative in his way, Minnesota will need to get like a top three seed, Mm. you know? Sure, Um, that's fair. And and if Anthony Edwards looks as good as he, as good as we think he can, like sensational, yeah, like I could totally, I could see that. I can see that. I don't think it's going to happen just because, like, you know. I said it was out there. Minnesota's like, <laughs> like I want to see it. But I still, I still think that. And they also, like, they they have a – they gave up a lot. But I also think they re, they retained some little bit of depth. So we'll, we'll see what happens. They also have one of my favorite backup point guards in the league, Jordan McLaughlin. I love him. There He's on that team. People have to remember that D'Angelo Russell, very good. However, wasn't good enough. In game six, to close that game, Jordan McLaughlin played like the entire fourth quarter. It was great. Wow. Well, there you go. There's our picks. Let's see how off or how close we are. You got to make fun of us or call us brilliant. We'll see. That's the whole fun about making picks. You just never know. <laughs> Raw guessing. That's what I say about when exactly. I do gambling content. When I do gambling content. There's people who are quote-unquote experts, but we're all just guessing. Yeah. No. Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay. Let's get into the word story quickly. Wrap this shit up. This week, it's going to be nice and easy. I wanted to talk about this for the longest time because I always find these sort of TikTok challenges fucking idiotic. But the latest or or I guess the old one now, I don't know. But this has been the newest one that I found. Cooking chicken in NyQuil, my friend. I've heard about this. Okay. Why? We and, don't need, this is not one we need to spend too much time on for, 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 right? for why it's stupid. But right? <laughs> See, I, 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 okay, here's my thing. I think... All these challenges originated from the ice bucket challenge back in the day. Remember that shit? And then we just went off the wall. I never did it though. And then we just went off the wall. Like, I don't mind the ice bucket challenge because it's something that everyone could do and not actually end up in the ER for. But like all this other stupid shit, like the Tide Pod challenge, this now, like, why are you motherfuckers wanting to go to the emergency for? What's wrong with you? Cloud. Clicks, likes, engagement, shares. That's honestly the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. Do it for the gram used to be saying it's a real thing. People do it for TikTok now. That's literally what it is. And you and I uh, are considered are considered old fashioned uh, because we don't. Me at twenty eight even uh, because we don't necessarily partake in stupid shit. Um, I don't mind stupid shit every now and then, but like I'm not. I'm not gonna like put a stapler. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put a stapler somewhere it shouldn't be. I'm not going to hammer my fucking balls. I'm not going to do the crate oh, shit. Walk on crates. Remember that one? Oh, the crates one. That's back. right. Try to do the crates one. The ice bucket shit. The 
Duh, I, like I just, I just, just no, so man. many. No, like th- th- there, like there are challenges that are probably like doable for me. I'm just not doing the stupid, dangerous ones. There's well, that's what I sky, mean. Like, why can't you just be make a it like fun? Challenge at some point. Oh yeah, gonna, there's going to be a challenge for skydiving. Watch where somebody's going to be like, how high can you skydive without pulling, pulling your parachute? Pulling the shoot, fuck off. Someone's going to die, and I'm sure that's a thing already. Oh. And people, and and in twenty in twenty thirty, people are going to be doing it without the parachute. Just how high, how high can you <laughs> jump? Though? <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't know what's next this is scary but yeah i don't i don't like any of these stupid challenges that involve you getting sick or hurt or anything like i don't mind a good no. laugh like you said like a nice chuckle or whatever as long as you know it's all in good fun but this is and the other thing that always blows my mind is what actually goes viral and what doesn't like there's some funny shit out there that should be going viral and then cooking chicken and egg quail is what goes viral and everyone wants it like Seriously, like, just go fucking drink some NyQuil and eat a fucking chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A or something, man. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think NyQuil had to come out and be like, yo, don't do this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I I don't know what people are fucking doing, man. This is just dumb shit. I don't know. It is. It so is. Well, we know what we're doing, luckily. So let's plug our shit, get the hell out of here. Where can people find you? Anything you want to promote? Go for it, man. At Brian Fonseca, NY for New York. Uh, Brian with the Y also on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, I mean, if you so please, if you listen to my rant earlier about the industry, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah, I'll just be posting stuff there, you know. Nice. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Or if you want to forward your predictions and see how close you guys are that listen, go for it, man. And I'll bring it up at the end of the season if I remember, because I do smoke a lot of weed. So I'm, you know, it affects the memory a lot of the time. So maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, email me, all that fun stuff. We're right to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. All right. One last thing before I let you go, my friend. Fantasy related. Who is... Yes supposedly the highest ranked or top player that everyone should be looking at if you get the coveted number one pick this year in your fantasy season? It's hard to not be Jokic or Doncic just because of the triple doubles that they put up. Right. And, and, and you can you can mostly trust their health, right? Um, Giannis too to some degree, but really Jokic and Doncic, just, they just get triple doubles with more regularity. Those are the guys. I frequently, I'm somebody who, I never want the number one pick in fantasy. I never want the number one pick just because one, yeah, kind of that pressure, don't really want it. But then also it's like, I just like winning with fucking underdogs. You know what I mean? Last year I had like Bam and Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, I figured out how to like pick up people. Like, I just, you know, I don't That's like That's what it comes down pick. to, Yeah. I also like having a pick late in the first round so I can have two picks close to each other. I didn't have that last year. I was like seventh or something like that. But in the 12-team league, I like having like, you know, 11 and 14 or 10 and fi- like two picks close to each other. So Yeah, I'm the same way. I would If it's a snake draft, I'd rather be either at the beginning or at the end. When you're stuck like dead in the middle, that's the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I also think having a number one pick is mad overrated. Because you you almost never get like whoever the true number one guy is. It's so true. It's like, just give me give me like nine, and what would it be in the next round? Fourth, 
you know, just give me like 10, right. 15, whatever it is. Like, just give me two picks. Just give me late first round. I'll figure it out. I'll let the board tell me what's, what's going to happen or whatever. So, yeah. That's awesome. On that note, he's Brian. I'm Steve. This is the yes, podcast. Sir. Peace.